you, Matt Gringo, for that joke. Hello, welcome back to the Waffle Press Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. Also here is Gina Versa, my co-host. I also love Predator too. Do you really? Yeah. Yes. I recently. Yes. It's bad, but that's why I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is also why we're going to talk about bad. another movie that might be bad that we kind of like on here. Uh, for newcomers to the show, this is our podcast setup. If you're listening, it doesn't matter because you can't you can't see anything. But um, we're here to talk about the end of summer movies. We kind of missed a little bit of the trail end there. Um, some stuff we're looking forward to. Maybe a certain Spider-Man game that we play. We don't really talk about video games on here that often, but this feels like a big one to, yeah, to bring around. It's like a perfect Spider-Man movie. Yeah, but first up, we don't really talk movie news either anymore. But no. Gene, you wanted to bring up something that I thought was very interesting. I don't think it's a movie news. It's like a movie uh, second coming. It's <laughs> Space, Space Jam 2. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the pedigree behind this film? Yeah, it has the uh, greatest basketball star of our time, LeBron James, who is a great person, constantly pisses off the president of the United States. <laughs> great person, you know, great dude, donates to charity. Um, it's produced by Ryan Coogler, great director, and I have no doubt that as a producer he would, um, is also going to be extraordinary as he is in directing films. I feel like he might have produced something. We might have to fact check that. I, I'm sure he did. Well, he produces um, all his own independent films. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, I think he's going to become, if not, if he isn't already known as, like, one of America's, like, greatest artists. Yeah. Like, he, honest to God, is just someone whose work I, I eagerly anticipate whenever I hear anything about it. Mm-hmm. Every, every single one of his movies is kind of, like, has a very special place in my heart. Yeah. To varying degrees. Uh, all good, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I've never thought I'd be excited for Space Jam too. Yeah, and I don't. I, I, I'm a little cynical about the first Space Jam. That's a little. Let's talk about it for a second. It's like a, it's like a time capsule that only exists in the '90s. Yeah. It's, it's like if, uh, if you when you watch it, it's like having a time, time travel machine and going back to the '90s for all of 90 minutes. Yeah. Great and, soundtrack. I hope this soundtrack is just as good, without R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, keep him as far away from this yeah. and everything else on the planet. But, yeah, yeah. Just keep him away from people. Good, good call. Uh, who, who would you like to do the soundtrack? Um, I would want, huh? Who would be like a? Uh, a year ago, I would have said Kanye West. Yeah. Oh, Donald Glover. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's good. But uh, yeah, so, you know that would that would like increase the pedigree of this movie, and also the best animated characters is like. Fuck the uh, Disney, like Disney characters like Minnie and Minnie. It's all about the Looney Tunes. I, why don't you like both? Um, I like both, but I feel like the Looney Tunes are way more interesting. They have wants and needs. I'm sorry. Which problems. one? Which ones are helping Sora, Riku, and Kyrie save the universe from the Heartless and the Nobodies mm-hmm. in Kingdom Hearts three, two, and one? Looney Tunes have more depth. To, depth I don't to know. Characters. Look, in Kingdom Hearts two, Mickey Mouse comes out swinging the Keyblade like he's fucking Kingdom Yoda Hearts. from Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Like, the best anime. It's best anime. It, it's total. It's, it's just pure anime. anime. But yeah, the Looney Tunes are uh, such a. Um, such a uh, viable franchise that kind of haven't really been too, in too many movies recently. I'm sure they have uh, some cartoon shows, but been a little underdeveloped, I would say. Yeah, they kind of like like the Muppets. Something's about these characters yeah, where they're the like Muppets. they're not they're not uh, they haven't found a home yet. Like they'll find like glimmers of greatness, like the Muppets reboot from 2000 that Jason Siegel did mm-hmm. with I believe Amy Adams, right? Yeah, that was her? yeah, that's a it's a great movie. And then the sequels, I like, find it's a fine Muppet movie, but it didn't carry that like legacy like that first one did, and then kind of trailed off again, which is too bad. Uh, and I hope Looney Tunes can can oh, do that, I you know, because so, yeah. I do love the Looney Tunes. And I love Looney Tunes back in action. Looney Tunes back in action. I want to end right there. Uh, Joe Dante's Joe Looney Tunes back in action is a masterpiece, and it is the superior Looney Tunes movie. So if you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. You won't regret it. It was ahead of its time, like all Joe Dante movies. Uh, but. For the, okay, the breadth of the show, or I was here, just go ahead. add one last thing. Okay. LeBron will probably be a better actor than Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's a good train wreck, yeah. Yeah, train wreck, he's great, so. Yeah. All of LeBron, and he's in LA, so. He's um, doing everything, he's doing everything like extraordinary right now. That's fair. Jump on that LeBron bandwagon. Uh, but the rest of the show, we're going to be talking about uh, <laughs> some LeBron. last minute. Not dra- uh, glasses dropping like Gene just did. That's okay, it happens. We're only human. Uh, we're going to be talking about The Nun. 
Uh, Mandy, neither of us have seen it, but we want to we want to see it. So we're going to talk a little bit about Beyond the Black Rainbow, that director's previous movie. Show, yeah. We'll talk about it on the next show. And uh, The Predator will be like the big discussion for many reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. But first off, we're going to wrap up the summer stuff because I like summer movies. And I thought this year was okay. There were some really great movies, like maybe two. And yeah, the rest were okay. And the rest were okay. There's to nothing me, wrong with that. Not every me, movie needs to, to be me, the best. Kind of, it was a real downer for me though, because there were a lot. Of, there was a lot of okay movies, and there were some terrible, and there were like two great ones. Yeah. I'm assuming the Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible is was the other one. Is the me? shit that my movies? It's it's fucking incredible. Yeah. I I can't no, believe how good that is. Yeah. But for me, there was just so many gaps where it'd go from like well to me it started with Infinity War mm -hmm. and then there was a month of like nothing but like what like an Amy Schumer movie that came out or something you know just nothing uh, really came out Incredibles 2 well that was like in June but oh, yeah. and then Deadpool 2 and that was good I liked Deadpool yeah I liked it but yeah it just, there's too many uh, gaps of uh, mediocrity that really uh, put, a, put a dour note on this summer's Slate. Yeah, last last summer was a, uh, I thought actually really good. Yeah, it was a very consistent summer mm -hmm. of um, like solid movies. There was just too much, too many, too many shitty movies. I I don't even know if any of them were like awful or anything. Yeah. It was just um, like mediocre. Yeah, it was just fine. Uh, like I mean, because we got like Black Klansman, which we didn't get a chance to talk about because mm -hmm. it was in our interim. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was great. I I, I there are are valid complaints from people who have mentioned that it might be a little too pro-police mm -hmm. given that racism is not like literally just like a couple of dudes in the force it's an institution that the police force can breed it can and does breed you know and it is more complicated than a, maybe a two-hour movie could tackle yeah you know uh, I, I did love it but I think that's a valid complaint mm -hmm. um, support the girls came out uh, that's a, a smaller little movie also that is remarkable for anybody who's had like a, a blue-collar job and they felt kind of like lost in the world because of it. Uh, um, it's it's incredible how relatable that movie is, mm -hmm. and you should all watch it because it's it's one of the best. Uh, I saw Upgrade. Was that a summer movie? No. Yeah, huh? it was. Good. That what, it was. Came out in June. It did. Oh my god. Okay. Well, Upgrade was was awesome. Yeah. It comes. Uh, I I don't know. Hereditary. But these are like smaller movies. If you're noticing the big stuff. Yeah. These are not. Really films. Yeah. So in terms of blockbusters, I felt it was sort of lacking. Yeah. I, I just I felt like just kind of um, just kind of like tuning out some of the films that came out. Like uh, I mean, you know, uh, like Jurassic Park. I mean, I know you like it. I I'm not gonna I, defend I felt, it too much, but yeah, I, I, mean, I, I like parts of it I a just, lot. Yeah. Like, I had to drag myself to go see it. I like I wasn't anticipated for yeah. it. Well, the trailers were awful. Yeah, the trailers for were sure. Awful. And there was a lot of films where it's just like I don't want to see this. Yeah. Like tag. Like, I don't want to see Jeremy Renner's CGI arms. Hey, but you know, stuff like that, like, you watch it and you're like, this, this is fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. fine. You know? Yeah, there's just so many films. Like, Skyscraper, like, oh, do I want to see Skyscraper? Yeah, there's, uh, what's up with The Rock? He's, like, such a charismatic actor. Like, he's a genuinely good actor, is, too. Yeah. Not just a good action star. But all of his projects are, like, they're fine. Like, I, like, I like Rampage I feel, no, more I than you, but, like... whose projects have been, like, oh, this is fine. Yeah. Or... Just bad, like Baywatch. Yeah, I. Watch. Jesus, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's awful. Um, oh, Crazy Rich Asians, but again, yeah, smaller budget movie that yeah, just plays not, like a blockbuster. It was, yeah. So but that that was that was that was weird. I don't know. Uh, what was your favorite of the summer? My favorite of the summer would have to like a blockbuster movie or just a summer movie. A uh, blockbuster, and then just a movie you saw during the summer. Avengers: Infinity War was that film for me. Was a blockbuster. Got on Blu-ray, and. Uh, it's incredible so and summer movie I would go with hereditary that that's grown a lot on me mm -hmm. I, I still don't know if I like it mm -hmm. but for Ari Aster's first movie it made me feel things that I didn't want to feel yeah but it, it, no one just no one told me how depressing it was so I went in like blind I was like oh this is gonna be fucked up I but too. I didn't expect yes. like like that yeah I feel like that was the uh, best way to see that movie going blind yes yeah. but also like just no like it's not it's not for uh the weak hearted I guess no that's not even the right word just just be prepared it's yeah. it's uh it's it's relatively fucked up and mm -hmm. you'll feel kind of nasty afterwards 
In a good way, maybe? I don't know. Um, I don't know. But um, Incredibles 2, I, I really loved also. Uh, it's kind of a, a nothing burger thematically, but it's like one of the best directed movies Brad ever. Bird. Brad Bird's yeah. the shit. Yeah, I wish he did more stuff like Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol? Like, action? Yeah, like, or, no, like, just any movie. He's like a, like a journeyman where he just comes in, directs a shit out of something, moves on to another project. Mm. Nothing against, like, a guy, like, personally, or, like, yeah. his own work. Because, but um, just, like, I, he's I, so I, good. Yeah, I personally, I like The Critical too, and I like just anything he does. Like, I love Tomorrowland. I still need to watch it. Yeah, even though it's, like, edited to... Shreds at the oh, we'll talk about editing. Yeah. We're gonna talk about editing real soon. But I love, yeah, I, yeah, it needs to be more Brad Bird, Brad Bird Superman, yeah. Brad Bird Fantastic Four. That would be great. Um, yeah, go, uh, Fallout was, was my favorite of the summer. Okay. Uh, Sorry to Bother You is probably the Sorry to Bother You or Black Clansman are like my favorite of the, the smaller movies. And Support the Girls, also, those three I think everyone should, should check out. Okay. Um, Mama Mia. Oh, Mama, Mama Mia was really good. <laughs> I know those movies get like those, those movies get some flack from general audiences, but it's like if you're into that, if you're into the first movie and you kind of get into those rhythms, mm-hmm. I even say this one's like better directed. Mm-hmm. Like this this feels like less of a kind of you're in on the joke or you're not. This yeah. feels like a actually really good movie. Yeah. Uh, that oddly enough, I can't really talk about story wise without spoiling things. Yeah, yeah share so you have to see it. Yeah, uh, I found myself laughing. On the verge of tears, uh, excited and wanted to go dance and singing out in the streets afterwards. So if that's not a good experience at the movies, I don't know what is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cher but, is immortal. Cher is immortal. Cher is the best. That's why. Uh, moving on from this though, let's talk about really quick most anticipated movies of fall. Of fall. Yeah. Uh, First Man is number one for me. And I respect uh, that. Yeah, I have uh, a lot of high hopes for it. I'm seeing an early screening of it, so I'm pretty excited. Are you, are you allowed to say that, or are you going to have to cut that later? No, I'm allowed to say Okay. That. <laughs> I was like, oh. And Halloween, of course. Uh, Halloween, I, I can't wait for Halloween. Uh, I'm generally a big fan of the franchise. The ones I like, I really like. Mm-hmm. Basically three. three of them. Halloween, yeah. Halloween 3, and Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, which I will go to my death defending. Mm-hmm. Uh, but David Gordon Green is like such an odd director. Yeah, he did. Um, or, yeah, he, he does. What was the Danny McBride movie he did? He did a couple. Like your, did he do Your Highness? He did Your Highness, which I, I'm not a fan of. Uh, but he did Pineapple Express, movie, yeah. which I am a huge fan of. He yeah. did George Washington, which I haven't seen, but it's apparently like remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, he did Joe a couple okay. years ago with Nicolas Cage, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's kind of hard to pin down like what what he likes to do. I think he's just a quality filmmaker. Yeah, you know, and that's yeah. that goes a long way. So there are like some shots in the Halloween trailer. Uh, where I'm just like, oh man, like you got like a real artist behind the camera. Like you know a dude who who like you have a dude who knows what he's doing. Like he's not making just like some run of the mill slasher. Like he's yeah, a dude he, who's uh, like really, really using the frame to yeah. scare the shit out of you. Seems like he has a very deep respect for the franchise. Yeah. So I'm, uh, yeah, I can't wait. To and see apparently, it. there are a lot of nods to other entries in the franchise. Not like continuity, not continuity, Even just like they no longer yeah, exist. It's just like, hey, man, we know there are fans out there, so there you go. Like, yeah. you know, I don't care about that stuff, but when that's it works, cool. that's kind of neat, yeah. you know. So fingers that's crossed. Sure. Uh, fingers crossed for some Silver Shamrock stuff. I know there's the masks of the kids in the trailer, so I'm very excited. Uh, Suspiria for me. Okay. Suspiria, and oddly enough, Bumblebee's up there. Bumblebee. Because specifically, director Travis Knight oh, of course. Uh, directed my favorite film of 2016. And it uh, has John Cena. And John Cena, yeah. Uh, and I didn't know this until today before the show. Leica is a co-production company on that. Oh, is it? They have their hands on it. So it's not just Michael Bay? Oh, he doesn't give a fuck. That's why, that's why I think the Transformers spinoffs are actually kind of a cool idea. Because they don't care about the franchise. It's going to make money. I don't know about now, but before it was just making money. That's why they let Michael Bay do whatever with it. Mm-hmm. For the worse, I guess. I and I like some of them, but for the worse, uh, and like, you could get a director who's just like, I got a need for Transformers movie, and they would have been like, okay, no problem, whatever <laughs> yeah. you want. And so I think they did that for Bumblebee. And if if Travis Knight just made like a really compelling Sorry. emotional story, yeah. coming of age thing, then like that'll be really great. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, the Bumblebee design is like smoother than it's ever been. It, it looks great. Looked. Yeah, like I don't, I don't care about like uh, like cartoon accuracy or whatever. Just like oh, well, it's, it's cleaner, it's design, cleaner. Look yeah. at yeah, it's a better design by far. You can tell where his face is and like 
like the the Michael Bay formers are like so busy all the time, you know. And yeah. this one's just like, here's a here's a structure, here's the head, here's yeah. the arms, here's the legs. Mm -hmm. mm. Seems like it's it. like good humor. It's not. Like I've only seen the I've only seen the teaser, so I, I don't know about that. Like anything, like a nice Rick Astley. Okay. Yeah. Anything Rick could Astley. happen, so you never know. But Rick Astley. Yeah. I, Haley Seinfeld is in it. Yeah. She's great in everything. Edge of Seventeen was good. Edge of Seventeen is great. If you haven't it's seen nice. that, that also it's came like, out in twenty sixteen. Like my sweet spot, you know, of yeah. like coming of age movies. Anyone could enjoy, even grown men. Yeah. Well, anyone supposed yeah. to be able to enjoy yeah. a coming of age movie. Uh, I'm also looking forward to Into the Spider-Verse because oh, okay. I love Spider-Man, which we'll talk about in a second. Mm -hmm. And it's nice when animation movies actually play with different animation forms. Like, I'm tired of Illumination Entertainment because <laughs> all their movies look the fucking same. Yeah. Like, every time the Grinch trailer comes on, like, I try not to get too upset over movies. They're fucking movies. They're not real, you know? But then I see that thing and I'm like, why do things make me feel bad? <laughs> Like it's about like a Benedict Cumberbatch voice Grinch. He's so talented. Like he's so talented. Why is he like doing Benedict that? Well, uh, well, I know why he's doing that money. It's like, get paid, man. You know, yeah. I respect that. But uh, no, I've, I'm really looking forward to that. I, yeah. I, it looks like stunning the, the way they're like incorporated like old school comic art, mm -hmm. like with the the panels and stuff. And yeah. it's oh my god, I I don't know, I can't put it towards yet until I see it. But I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, of course. And his last movie, The uh, Rise of the Guardians, was actually pretty good. It is Even very no good. No one saw it. No one saw it, but it's very good. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's one of three directors, and I don't remember who the other two are, or even his name, but there's a talented group of directors behind this movie, and I cannot wait to see how they pull it off. Hope so. Yeah. Also, uh, Nick Miller from New Girl. Whoa, what's his name? Uh, he was in Jurassic World. Yeah. Uh, he that him dude, voicing yeah. Peter Parker is kind of uh, a stroke of genius. Yeah, that's. Why, what is that you were saying? Because uh, who he plays on New Girls kind of like a lazy ass, like alcoholic, who's uh, who's got, who's ambitious mentally, but physically he's just like a nothing. Okay. You know, and if I, I'm convinced, if Peter Parker wasn't bitten by the spider, that would be him. Like in my brain, I've always kind of had that image, mm -hmm. and so it is to have this like meld together like that I was, my brain like exploded <laughs> so I was just like alright I'm, I'm totally in it's it now perfect yeah perfect yeah. Uh, but speaking of Spider-Man I feel like we should move on to that subject yeah. now uh, so we don't really play video games here a lot at the Waffle Press we play individually in our own lives I haven't kept up with many new releases unfortunately I'm getting more back into it the only major release I played this year was Far Cry 5 which um, is, is crazy bad yeah. like gameplay is great but they really they dropped the ball like big time. It's a it's a good example of what happens when you're like we don't want to pick political sides. You get a, a story that's just about fucking nothing, and it's just like evil and nihilistic. And I love my nihilism, but that one's yeah, stupid. It's too um, anyways, the point I'm making is that Gene plays more games than I do. Yeah. Uh, we're we're trying to get back into it. Might be doing more stuff with it down the line. We'll never do it as continuously as movies. But the big one, obviously, of the year, I'd argue, is Spider-Man PS4. Yeah. Insomniac. Yeah, which made more money than God <laughs> on its opening release already. Yeah, everyone was playing mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Even I was playing it. That's how you know it's a it's a popular game. Uh, I was a little uneasy about it, mostly because there's already a great Spider-Man game and Spider-Man 2, and other Spider-Man games have individual moments of greatness, and I just thought, you know, if it's solid, I'll enjoy it. Cool, I'll move on with my life. What I did not expect was to fall absolutely head over heels in love with this game, uh, there's issues in terms of Spider-Man and uh, his, his world every once in a while. Okay. Well, you know what? Not Spider-Man. How the world is presented once in a while. But I am shocked that I, I felt this way about a game that I had not expected to feel about. <laughs> and it's, it's game of the year. It's only the second oh, one I yeah. played, but I game of the year. Yeah, I, I don't know, I wasn't as hesitant about it as you. It seemed uh, a little too reminiscent of Arkham, the Arkham series. Which, you know, it's, uh, that's a perfect game in itself. Which one? Oh, uh, you know, Arkham... All the Ar uh, Arkham uh, City... We're not going to uh, fight about this, yeah. but I would very much disagree. Okay. Uh, there, two of them are great, but let's talk about Spider-Man. Okay. And um, I, you know, got it opening day took nine hours to download because I got the digital file, but that's okay. Um, 
and it, it's just so immersive. It makes you feel like you're Spider-Man. You feel in that world. It totally puts you in there. You can't stop playing. It's been very addicting. Playing till 3 a.m. sometimes. I may or may not have done that as well. Yeah. And the voice cast is amazing. You're, you're a Uthenthal. Yeah. Who uh, does a really good job as Peter Parker. And uh, really quick to cut you off. Remember, I was hesitant because in the trailers and the reveal stuff, I was like, ah, the voice acting doesn't sound too great. Within an hour, maybe even less, I was like, oh no, it, it was just, it was cut wrong or something or weird. Yeah. Fantastic voice acting. Of course. And uh, it reminds me, without spoiling anything, uh, it reminds me of the Batman Telltale series where the, the characters feel familiar, but there are a lot of interesting wrinkles in the story that make them, makes them different from the classic versions, you know, from the comics. And there's, you know, they're still as memorable, still as iconic, but they're just a little bit different. And I really appreciated that. They took a lot of chances in their story, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, just the characterization, just, you know, I just liked the story so much, or yeah, they keep playing. And all the side missions, too, they were great side missions. They weren't like, you know, get a balloon, get some kids a balloon. That was awesome at the time. Yeah, it, that was cool. it, it got tired by now yeah. in in gaming, but like back then, that was like was the business. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. No, I, I love it, and uh, I'm gonna keep playing because I haven't I haven't beaten it yet. Yeah. Really I I did beat it because I only had a weekend to play. I do not own a PS4 yet, so I just buckled down with my cousins over the weekend and just drove through it. And I, I did I did side side missions as well and stuff. I did some of the black hat stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I won't spoil some other person who's in it for some really cool side mission stuff that I really enjoyed. Uh, there's 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 issues for sure. Like um, the stealth missions at first, I was kind of like, oh, the what? The stealth missions. Yeah. I was like, oh no. <laughs> but then like even those get like more inventive as they go along. They're, every mission is driven by character and by the people in Spider-Man's life, and that's what I come away with the most like appreciating. It's a very warm game like I was mostly interested in their relationships and how they were gonna yeah, like get together this, or fall apart you know yeah, you throughout the stories oh yeah yeah that's that's the business play that, right there. Play that, <laughs> play that song in the background yeah um, there's weird stuff about uh, surveillance in, in New York that's kind of brushed over as like a good thing yeah. uh, that's a little uncomfortable mm -hmm. I'll, I'll probably do a written review at some point and I'll just explain my thoughts further because I got to kind of go into spoilers for some stuff but uh, no fantastic Story written by Crystal Gage and Stan Slott and like yeah, two other people. Yeah, but uh, it's it kept the humanity of Spider-Man in his world in a way that movies haven't since the Raimi days. Uh, and, and did you you appreciate all the Raimi references? You know, like, nothing like directing. Oh yes, yes, there is a, a train scene action, yeah. or it's a Plus it's a. Yeah, yeah, no, it is That's there. Cool. But uh, that was um, that was heartwarming to me. No pizza time. No, no pizza time. No delivering pizzas. But I mean, it, it takes the time to have Peter like help out at a, at a homeless shelter because both Peter Parker and Spider Man are essential to that character, and how the game builds the story around that is is uh, really telling that these people got Spider Man. Towards the end, it gets very messy, and I don't know if it all works, but it. It hits where it needs to for Peter Parker, and I think that's why it's such a great game. And I, I go as far to say, if not my favorite superhero game, the it's up there. It's one yeah, of my favorite. Up there, yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna write about it, and it's gonna be a problem because it's gonna be over a thousand words. I just feel it. Uh, but no, I I fell in love with this game, and I did not expect to. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any plugs today, Gene? Do you have any plugs? Um, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Go go watch the other shows we do. Yeah. Talk on Monsters. The other Talk on Monsters will be up before this. Uh, thank you to Matt Kirion for joining joining me on that. And then another one will be exclusive to Patreon for the next month. And you guys will get it the month after that. Uh, Matt and I just finished up. Or Matt Garingo now just finished up uh, the Predator retrospective. So go check that out. Uh, if you want us to talk more Predator, listen to this too because we're yeah. gonna talk spoilers talk on Chain Black's Predator. Predator. Uh, but moving on, let's talk some movie reviews. Gene, you saw a movie I didn't watch. The Nun. I love The Nun. I got none of that. Yeah. You got none of that? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Corin Hardy, 
is, uh, I haven't really seen any other films. I know he just worked on Shaun of the Dead and some other Edgar Wright projects. Is he like a special effects artist, a producer? Yeah. And um, I'm, I'd say I'm like, I don't know if I'm a big fan of the Conjuring films. I think they're good. I like them enough. I like The Conjuring too. Um, I, I avoided those Annabelle movies, like The Plague, but um, The Nun was good. It reminded me of a, like a Hammer movie, like a Hammer horror. It has a lot of gothic elements that you don't really see in horror films, or you don't see them done well. That they actually Jurassic count. World Fallen Kingdoms third act. Yeah. Is... Well, no, no, I mean like. Uh, no, I'm I'm praising yeah, that like, third act. Was that, was that uh, the Lady in Black or something? The Dana Radcliffe movie. Oh, that was that was good. That was good. I like that one. But yeah, it really used utilized like a lot of gothic horror elements. To, like there was a lot of jump scares for sure, but to like gross you out, like kind of kind of like creep you out a bit, and so that was appreciated. And the. Um, the film is, you know, cinematography is great, and it's just a solid horror film. And um, yeah, if I was, um, if I, uh, if, if I were going to direct a horror film, I would hope it would be something like that. Yeah. Uh, was it shot on film or digital? Do you I know? do not know. Okay. Fact check that. Okay, because uh, I, I really like um, period piece horror movies because it, it's a prequel, right? So it's a period prequel, piece, yeah. right? When do you know when it takes place? Uh, it takes place. Um, I believe it's after World War Two. Okay. Yeah. But I, I'd like for those older period pieces to be shot in like 16 millimeter or something, yeah. you know, just out. to give it give it an older look effect. I, I, I like film grain a lot with certain projects, and I think that that, that could be really cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, Blumhouse has the fucking money for this. This yeah. made like five times its budget opening weekend. Right. You know, so like, yeah. please, I love Blumhouse. Keep keep doing this, and I, I hope I like it when I check it out. Yeah. I like uh, Taisa Farmiga, and. Um, Damien Bashir, yeah, who lasted surprisingly long in Alien Covenant. <laughs> Thought he was a goner from the get-go. I mean, like talented people behind it, so I'll, I'm I'm it's looking forward to it. Watch. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you like it as much as the other Conjuring's that you do like or have I seen? Yeah, I, I think I liked it more than the Conjuring films I've seen. Really? Actually, yeah. Okay. I I, I like the first Conjuring, but I love Conjuring too. Mm -hmm. So I've, I'm very eager to watch this now. Yeah. Something else we're both eager to watch is. Mandy by yeah. Panos Cosmatos, a Canadian filmmaker, son of the other Cosmatos yeah, who shot, a, who filmed Tomb, Tombstone and Rambo 2, First Blood, and he's Cobra. Yeah. Have you ever seen Cobra? I haven't seen Cobra. Okay, Cobra is... Watch Cobra. Yeah. Just, just watch Cobra. Come back to me after that. Both, all, all of you. Um, we have not seen Mandy yet. Not seen it. No. But we, we want to. And as penance for not being able to go out and check it out in theaters yet, I already pre-ordered the Blu-ray, because having seen Beyond the Black Rainbow, I'm pretty sure I'm going to love Mandy, or at the very least, like looking at it a lot. Mm -hmm. Gene, you also saw Beyond the Black yes, Rainbow. Yes, yeah, I did a couple months ago, actually. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it's, uh, there's nothing else like Beyond the Black Rainbow, that's, uh, that's, uh, doubt, that's uh, no yeah. doubt about that. Yeah. Well, really quick, we're, we're going to talk about Beyond the Black Rainbow, and why you should check it out in preparation or after you watch Mandy, because I feel like Mandy's going to have a much bigger audience, right. given everyone's a fan of Nick Cage now. Thank yeah. God, that guy's such a great actor. He got, like, memed on yeah, the internet he, a couple uh, times, and it just like got a stuck. weird career renaissance. Yeah. Just check this out, before we get into Beyond the Black Rainbow. Nicolas Cage was taking on every project possible because he needed to pay off a lot of, like, debts. debts. From he had a Fabergé egg addiction. Really? <laughs> Yeah, no, is, that, well, he, is that really that the thing? A, that was a reference to Oh, okay. I was like, oh, like no. He, uh, he was buying a lot of stuff, like a lot of art, a lot of... Uh, he, liked, he, liked, he liked to spend, you know, like two houses. You know, he got money. I mean, I can, I can get it. Yeah. But I, I like to think I wouldn't fall trapped to that, but I mean, you never know. I'm, I'm only human. Um, he paid off all those debts a while ago. He's just doing all these movies because he believes in them and loves to act. That's so cool. Yeah, that's that's great. Good, I love great. him. You know, like yeah. Moonstruck, um, Gone in 60 Seconds. I like Gone in 60 Seconds. Um, there's some other films I'm forgetting, but... Uh, a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, now I can't think of any either, but I'm John a huge Wim, fan. You know, uh, Wind Talkers. Uh, Wind Talkers uh, doesn't really work, but he's yeah. not the problem with it. Face Off. Face great. Off. Face yeah, Off is the actor. best movie he's ever. Just, he's just, you know, he's still on shooting movies. Like, yeah, I mean... Everyone's in shitty movies. Sometimes people, I'm, I'm in a shitty life, you know? Like, it happens. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, so Beyond the Black Rainbow, 
it's this weird kind of psychedelic horror almost. Uh, Pano said that he was inspired by a lot of like old school. Uh, Obviously, there's a little bit of apocalypse now and there, a little uh, like yeah. psychic. There's a lot of psychedelia in there, but he was inspired by researching uh, stuff from like these institutions that would try out these psychedelic methods to like open, expand the human mind, and basically how they would like break people. These are like real like things that happened in institutions across uh, not just uh, our country but the world. Yeah. And so he was fascinated how like one generation would become obsessed with like cultivating this like this idea to like expand like their their worldviews and um the whole movie is very much like it's it's specifically about that it's not like meta textually like that is the text mm -hmm. um but it's also uh very unsettling yes and true. also calming yeah and it's like a, it's like a, explosive yeah it's like an edible that's like good and then you have too much of that edible and then it goes bad yeah then, I, like for anyone who has had an edible it's like you know, like after 20 minutes, you're like, this edible ain't shit. And then like half an hour into Bl Beyond the Black Rainbow, oh, you're just fuck. like holding on to your seat, just like, what's, what? There's like, uh, walls get... are moving. Yeah. <laughs> like, you feel the TV. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not, it's not pretty. But, um, don't do no, don't, don't do watching this movie. Yeah, No, do, do not do that. Um, that's shot on 35 millimeter. And so there's like this nice classic film grain texture to it. You know, like I'm, I think we're both, Pro, film, or digital, just depending on the project. Yeah, as long as you have the choice, is my yeah. opinion. Yeah, same. You got, you got to have the choice. You both have to be an option. Uh, losing film would be a huge mistake. Because um, then you don't get stuff like this, which looks amazing on film. And I don't know if you get the same like texture to the to the film, like that, that aged uh, texture, yeah. if it was on digital. It's no. probably a way to do it. It'd be, it'd be different, though. You don't get this version of the movie. Of course. And... Um, it's just, it's a gorgeous looking movie. It's one of the most gorgeous looking movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, when I was, you know, when I was just looking at stills from it, it seemed like, is this like, uh, like this uh, movie from like the 80s? Like it's something like that. Or yeah, something. it reminds me of uh, The Love Witch a little bit. And they have nothing in common except for this. Yeah. Uh, except for looking very look good. That, yeah. And um, how they're shot. They're shot like older movies. Like they use old school lighting techniques that are not commonplace in modern movies anymore. That's not a good or a bad thing. It's just times change. And... Um, the effect is just radically different from anything else. Like, if you pick this up at a video store, if video stores were still commonplace a thing, then you, and you didn't see, like, the date on it, you'd be like, oh, this is an old movie from, like, at least the 90s, you know? Mm -hmm. If not earlier, but it is not. It no. is from 2011, 2010, I think? 2010, yeah. 2010? I think it officially came out, like, in 2012, like, it got oh. a uh, large, like, a, um, some sort of... Um, distribution deal but magnet i remember because magnet released a bunch of weird films between that little time period it was like that only god forgives and like a bunch of weird little art house movies that Is no one ended up watching i don't think so no, i no. have to double check that but i don't think they're around anymore and R. i think i know why uh, pour one out yeah uh, we did not watch mandy we did see black rainbow other people did watch Mandy for us on Twitter, though. So I asked a bunch of people for thoughts on anything they've seen in the last month. The Predator, The Nun. Uh, our friend Matt Brown at CallMeRoy88 on Twitter said, Blake Lively gave the only good performance of 2018 in A Simple Favor. That's Paul Feig's new movie. I guess it's like a mystery comedy Yeah, I'm interested thing. to see that. I'm very interested in that, too. Yeah. And I hadn't heard nothing about it, so I guess it's kind of getting, like, shh, swept under yeah, the rug. Yeah, that's a disappointing. I mean, I'll, I'll see anything with, like, Andy Kendrick. So. Oh, yeah, Anna Kendrick's in it, too. Uh, buddy Brandon Swafford, friend of the show, at B Swaff, said Crazy Rich Asians is one of the best films I've seen this year. I'd have to agree, at least one of the most entertaining. I think uh, John M. Chu is, he's known as an action director before this. He's always been like kind of above the material, like you're surprised what he gets out of it, like visually. And I feel like he always wanted to make a romantic comedy. Yeah. Like he directed the shit out of this, and the material was like fit for it, like yeah. it matched him. So that, it was a weird thing in my brain. Uh, Amber Nuno Business at Amber Nuno. Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick are so great in their new movie. Another voucher for Paul Feig's movie. Yeah, you got to check it out. Uh, here we go. At Jack Devine, Mandy Slaps. Give Panos Cosmatos, Doctor Strange 2. Okay. He said he, um, I was listening to an interview he did. He said he has, actually has not given, have, hasn't gotten any like high profile projects. He hasn't been offered anything. That's... He just said this recently? Uh, he said that recently. <sighs> the fucking course. From uh, Beyond of, the Black Rainbow to Of now. course. 
Well, I hope that changes because yeah, Mandy so. Mandy's making waves. Like they're yeah. expanding screenings for it. I hope so. Yeah. So, I, I wish someone would come a little closer to me so I didn't have to oh, drive yeah. out to fucking Burbank. No, I like Burbank, but you know. Yeah, I think they might still be playing at the Frida Cinema. You know, I'll catch it this weekend, hopefully. Yeah, Either way, I got the Blu-ray, so I'm, I'll, I will watch it eventually, and I'm yeah. very excited to do that. Uh, at John M95, saw The Predator. It was meh. Was hoping Shane Black could deliver the best sequel in the franchise, uh, but I think, I think that's still Predators. Well, it had some moments that made me laugh, like Shane Black exceeds at doing so well. It was overall a mess and a disappointment. Sorry, John. I think most people agree with him, though. It was a meh-editor. It was a meh-editor? Womp womp. Uh, but no, I mean, I think this is a good segue to our final yeah. topic of conversation, the, the Predator, which was my most anticipated movie of the year, uh -huh. given Shane Black, his incredible writing. Fred Decker is back, writing another movie. Monster, Monster Squad, Night of the Creeps, uh, Robocop 3, which... I like Monster Squad. I like Monster Squad. I've never seen Night of the Creeps. I haven't seen it either. Um, he, they're, they're genre dudes. I, I, there's an old script out there called Shadow Company, that uh, is a uh, action horror sort of story that's uh, very angry Vietnam war sentiments about undead soldiers coming and like attacking this uh, small quaint American town. John Carpenter almost directed it, and like it, that would have been a perfect mashup. I don't know what happened to that project. Like it, it died. 90s that, that was eighties, nineties Carpenter. Okay, so that would have been. It, it would have been. The sh it would have been the shit. Uh, this is like they live uh, Prince of Darkness Carpenter time. Okay. So it would have been awesome. Uh, Nothing ever happened to it, and so I think that was the last project they officially worked on together, except for RoboCop 3, and Shane Black didn't have any hand in the writing, which is clear in that movie. Um, I liked The Predator. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's good, mm -hmm. but I liked it. Uh, yeah, I would go with that <laughs> position as well. I personally liked it. There were a lot of flaws to it that I could really pick to death. Editing lies, characters disappear. Uh, plots kind of disappear as well. The uh, uh, the setup in the first five minutes is like so much exposition, so much happening, <laughs> and uh, some people have compared it to Suicide Squad. I would disagree to that, but there are, there's some truth there because uh, yeah, it was, there was a lot going on and uh, it's messy. It certainly isn't perfect, but I did enjoy it for what it was, and I um, I wish it could have been better, but you know, it should happen. So. Yeah. Also, a line from Predator Two. Yeah. The Predator tells Danny Glover should happen before trying to blow itself up. <laughs> that to me, that's still like what I the, the best Predator yes, sequel. Yeah. Uh, this would have been arguably the best Predator movie, I think, if okay. it had if it, not been fucked yeah. by the studio. Yeah. Uh, Shane Black ended up screwing himself over by hiring a registered sex offender uh, for Olivia Munn's scene. So if you're wondering why Olivia Munn's opening scene, it, full spoilers by the way, the dog. It's, it starts the dog barking and then it just goes to, like, to her, so right? Okay, yeah. yeah. If you're wondering why that scene feels weird, it's because there's like five minutes before that where she's getting harassed by this dude and she's talking to that dog's owner and that opening scene establishes her, her affinity for dogs, her way of shutting shit down from idiots. Uh, and just her whole, her whole character trait there. So if you're wondering why she's like thrown into the movie, it, it's because they had to cut that scene because Shane Black was being a dick. Like, I like the guy. I, I think he's, yeah. I hope he's like an okay guy, but I mean, that was, uh, that was yeah, a bad move. No, I, so. I, met, I met Shane Black. Yeah, really nice. yeah I he's, forgot. He's actually really nice. He made a uh, very bad mistake. Yeah. Um, you know, there's uh, not too much more to say that hasn't been said yeah. already. Yeah, I mean, he apologized. I don't know. No one knows if he's apologized to Olivia Munn at this point in time. I hope he has, because otherwise it's kind of a nothing yeah. thing. But he said all the right stuff, so I, I genuinely hope that he learns from this experience. All right, for the, for the rest of the movie, uh, it's oh, so fucking awfully edited. Like it, it, I would say on par with like Suicide Squad and Justice League. I really but not as obnoxious. We talked about this earlier. Yeah, but it's not Suicide as obnoxiously Squad cut. It's obnoxious to me, like watching it. Mm -hmm. Where it's like every single scene has to um, has to have like a song. Mm -hmm. Has to they introduce characters twice. Yeah, they it, forget that they introduced them, and it was uh, apparently it was edited by a bunch of music video editors that they outsourced to. That and trailer editors. Trailer editors, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, for trailer Suicide editors, Squad. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah, this one. Uh, I don't know. This dude edits for TV. 
Okay. And I, I think this was his first movie job. Maybe I, uh, I, I got to check that, but that might that might explain things because movies have a different flow yeah. than television. Um, so, I bet you have a lot of questions about what happened in the original movie, Gene. I do. Yeah. Rory, the son of Quinn McKenna in the movie is uh, on the spectrum and the predator came to earth apparently because that's the next phase in human evolution and they're trying to like stop that or something it's it's very unclear there's the og predator and there's the upgrade and the og predator came to earth and it starts killing people but then you find out oh he came to earth to warn humans and like help humans but it's like why the fuck <laughs> he just killed like like a dozen people at least in the opening of the movie so like why would that even matter yeah that that's such a uh that's such a that's such a weird, conflicting thing. Yeah. It's like when everyone's clapping for Godzilla at the end of the 2014. Well, no, because that in that movie they're in the wrong. Okay. They're, they're in the, the movie frames it correctly. But you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, yeah. yeah. It reminds me of uh, the SpongeBob meme. It's like we saved the city. Oh yeah, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Uh, it, that was not the purpose of that predator in the original draft. Yeah. It was coming to meet up with two other refugee predators who were cut entirely from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the entire last half of the movie is completely different. Rory, they needed to get Rory still on the ship for the final confrontation, so I guess they like retroactively made it so that autism's the next phase in human evolution. Which, yeah, dude, it's 2018, man. Like, what are you, to, what are you doing? Stop having uh, plot lines like that. Just make him have like photographic memory. That's yeah. like a real thing that people like. No, it's, it's, it's not very complimentary to that community. So. No, it's not. Yeah. You know, like, like it's 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 bizarre and like othering. Yeah, yeah it's it's it's, it's othering. It's like it's, oh, they're yeah. magic now. And it's like that's yeah. that's, that's gross. It's, just, uh, um, it's a very done to death pollen that shouldn't be a thing. Yeah, I will say it, there's there's probably a lot of good arguments out there for like how many of the jokes are like distasteful, especially nowadays. Yeah, there are a lot of. Uh, like, uh, if you're kind of into the, the bro jokes. yeah, if you're kind of into like that trashy nastiness of the '80s action movies or the '90s, this will be your, your cup of tea. If you like the Last Boy Scout, you'll probably like The Predator. Mm-hmm. Uh, I if you if you don't, you're, you ain't gonna like it. Yeah. Your mileage on like Predator sequels kind of varies on your your tastes by this uh, point. Yeah. Um, but then they they change all this stuff that that just really like dilutes the. The overall like, quality of it, because it was it was pitched as an event film. They wanted to eventize uh, the predator. Yeah, like aliens. Like aliens, uh, Independence Day. It was never a point of reference, but like that was always the feeling I got reading the script. Mm-hmm. Where it was a little uh, bit. Yeah. It's it's very like whoa, like there's a mystery here. Like people are unsure about it in the first act, and then the, by the second act, shit's blowing up, mm-hmm. and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger until they got to stop it from expanding across yeah. the globe. Um, it was never a global conflict or anything, but it, it would have gotten big. So there's... The stakes uh, were high. The stakes were incredibly high and well-established also, which is not what happens in this movie. Things just kind of, like, happen to people. Yeah. Um, but I will say that I really love the characters. I, 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 yeah, I love yeah. the Unis, I love Tom Jane. Just which, wanted to that name's back. probably going to, like, age terribly within, like, months. Yeah. But I, I did love them a lot. Just wanted his kids back. And Tom Jane just wanted his kids back, man. Keegan Michael Key was awesome. I really love those two characters, especially. Like, they always died together in every version of the movie, as far as I know. And I like that that still carried over because they're like they have this weird camaraderie because one killed the entire other person's squad, and that was the only survivor. And they like they they're stuck together, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of a lethal weapon thing, yeah, almost, almost, and is. Ah, that was great. Uh, Trevanta Rhodes is the real deal. Mm-hmm. That dude needs his own action movie or franchise like mm-hmm. stat. Because he, he's just line. he's just got. Oh yeah, I didn't need that though. If I'm being honest. Oh, it's got like uh, it was tongue in cheek. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I, it would probably work better if the movie was the complete movie. You know, right. so I'm not gonna dig that too hard. Uh, I liked Olivia Munn a lot. Yeah. I heard I heard some backlash against her. Against her character. Her character, not not her as yeah. a person. If you're if you're like calling her out for like calling out her sex offender you're just an asshole uh, but no I, her character I thought was really she was good, good character. she was like this uh, almost like every man like, like she's studying like this weird field of science but it's like that just happens to be like her field of expertise right, she's like when yes. she springs into action I heard some people also like talk bad about like oh she's like an action hero it's like she shoots herself in the foot like with a dart like yeah, the first time she goes out yeah. there it's like she's she's not perfect she's That's not kinda... the only character like to shoot herself in that movie <laughs> yeah, yeah oh okay Sterling K. Brown's like death is yeah, awful yeah I, I missed 
that when I, I had to compare notes after the movie because so I was like, true. wait, did they just like edit him out at the yeah, end? Yeah, it was like a, it was like a Mar like from Pulp Fiction when Marvin shoots himself or Marvin gets shot in the face. It was like no. that, but it wasn't supposed to be funny. Yeah. Or it didn't it didn't land. Certainly. Yeah. It was just oh, I guess that happened. It was that was that was weird. Yeah. Um, but he has, he, he has great lines in this. Like his opening line is like all timer for the franchise. Like they're large, they're fast, and fucking you up is their idea of tourism. That's yeah, some that's great, awesome. Yeah, some great delivery. <laughs> yeah. He was a good like a G man sort oh, of. Oh yeah, he was he was great. Mm -hmm. And uh, his original death in the film. Yeah, uh, I'm that? sure you heard Edward Edward James almost was cut out of the film, right? Yeah. He was going to be talking back and Shame. forth between some government official on the phone. Mm -hmm. It was going to be Edward James Olmos's character. Yeah. And he's basically trying to rein in Traeger because Traeger's basically gone off the reservation. Yeah, yeah, he's rogue. He's he's cleaning house basically to not get in trouble. Mm -hmm. And uh, at one point in the movie, when they go on to the hybrid ship, uh, the Ark they call it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the hybrid had a bunch of other mutated predator hybrids that were going to be on the ship, like, like hundreds, like basically like a small army, mm -hmm. and they were there to also like clean house, like yeah. take out the refugee predators that were there that were cut from this movie. Um, Is there still like the hunt? It. Where they team I guess up? Technically, with the... no. They never. They never team oh, up okay. with Trigger. So like. I kind of like that, but it wasn't. I kind of did too, but it was executed really bad. Right. Like by the end of the movie, I was like, oh yeah, this is just straight up bad. But so then uh, the whole finale would have been like a chasing to protect the refugee predators. Before that, Traeger would have tried to betray Quinn, and he has like this line where he's like, "Oh, isn't that like uh, ironic? Like a, a long distance sniper dying from a shot to the head, and then he gets shot in the head, and it would have been like one of uh, Edward James Olmos men, and then yeah. like the the hybrids would have like chased them. They'd be like, "We'll hold them off. You get the the predators to their ship, so they can escape." And then, you know, they got all wiped out and shit. And then it would have been, like, this crazy... Something you'd never seen in the Predator franchise. Like, an extended chase scene with, like, these weird monsters. And there would have been, like, a, a crab-like predator. Like, a spider, lizard thing. And it, like, with three arms and yeah. just, like... No alien predators? No. No. Okay. It would have just been, like, a bunch of weird shit that would have been awesome. And I imagine they had, like, effects done for that. Because yeah. that was just reshot this year. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Just, it, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, and there needs to be more Edward James elements. Because uh, Blade Runner 2049... No, he's yeah. only in one scene. He's in yeah. one scene, and he just does the yeah. same beats he does in the first movie. Like, yeah. I, that one felt like a studio note from that scene, yeah. huh? I was like, oh, I have him because he was in the first one. People love seeing old characters. He makes origami. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess that kind of works for the story. I'm not going to knock that scene. Yeah. Uh, at Brooks R. Vernon on Twitter says, I feel like I haven't had much luck the past month in the movies I've seen. The Predator was fun, but disappointing. Uh, he also said that the nun was harmless but cheap with its scares, and the happy time murders was uh, well, it was certainly something. <laughs> Brooks, I completely agree. I haven't seen the happy time murders, but it seems like it is something. The predator is better than the happy time murders. Yeah. Um, something I did really love though was the the practical effects mixed with the CGI. Some of the trailers made the CG look like real bad. Mm -hmm. Those are maybe like one or two shots, but. Uh, I really like the look of the upgrade predator. Yeah, I, it's I, like ten feet tall and it doesn't look goofy. Cool. Yeah, that was yeah. a great design. He's so muscular. Yeah, like it doesn't need armor because it's it's upgraded itself to the point where its skin is the armor. Mm -hmm. Like what? The, that's fucking metal. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's so that's cool. Super, like, rad. Uh, and just the image of it ripping out the other predator's head. Like that's all right. That's badass. Yeah. You know. Um, at movie kale, the predator was a sci-fi movie channel greatness. That's fair. Uh, the Nun was fine. Kin is fine, but with a huge surprise. I have not seen Kin. Have you seen uh, Kin? Yeah, I saw it. It was, it was okay. Okay. Well, it was fine. Was that a Netflix movie? No, I don't know. sounds like a Netflix movie. I don't know. It's not a, a positive Netflix or a negative. Uh, I don't know. I can't, I can't comment on that. Uh, at Latte Boy, Mandy fucks. All right. Okay. Um... But yeah, I guess, I don't know, man. I, the Predator could have been, like, the blockbuster of the been, year. Yeah, the movie. And it was just not. It was edited, you know, it was changed last minute. So all the behind-the-scenes stuff didn't help it at all. Yeah. And, yeah, it was yeah, just, I still think it would have done better if, the, if they had actually marketed it like Independence Day with Predators, which is what they wanted to do I don't know what changed along the way it seemed like the, whoever they got to edit the trailers are like really bad yeah it seemed like the uh, how Beyond was promoted Star Trek, Star Trek Beyond, Beyond oh yeah yeah, yeah. just kind of like oh we it's might there. have a good movie this is there oh the Star Trek Beyond is better than this though, yeah, I would, sure. like by, by Miles um, and I like you can't really I wouldn't recommend The Predator to anybody like I really enjoyed myself watch. Like, I'll, I'm gonna yeah. buy 
buy the movie. I really love the the Predator poster with the big Predator holding the Predator skull. Mm -hmm. Like that's just a great image, I think. Yeah. Um, it tickles my fancy. It's trashy. Uh, I'll I'll watch it with a couple beers and pizza next time. Also watch it with. And I'll watch it with you. Yeah, thank. Yeah, yeah. It's if you're into this type of trashy '90s movie, because this is a '90s movie made in the 2010s. Um, yeah, you'll you'll enjoy it, but. I wouldn't go out of my way to recommend it to anyone, no. and that, that's too bad, because uh, Black and Deckard are kind of like really great genre writers. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe maybe Black more than Deckard. Yeah. But, I don't know, this, this should have been like a big thing. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the Predator dogs? The Predadogs? Oh, or? yeah, they were uh, one of the uh, cooler aspects from Predators. I'm glad they brought them back. Yeah, they, they changed up the designs, which, yeah. which I'm cool with, you know? Like, they're just different alien dog and things. And I like the, the little well, the dog that followed them. Yeah. We don't know what happened to him. Yeah. Um, okay. So the original version of that too is, uh, and you can hear more of the original stuff, uh, draft stuff on the the Predator retrospective I did with Macaringo. But for this, I actually didn't bring this up. So because the whole pet thing is established early on with Olivia Munn's character, and then like she's there's even more stuff with the dog. Like it's joining them like on this little adventure basically, right? Just trailing behind them. And at the end, after they defeat the upgrade, it's they get boy. they get surrounded. It's a very good boy. They get surrounded by um, uh, the surviving men from that government agency and uh, well, Edward James Olmos agency. And um, they're about to like shoot it down. She's like, whoa, 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 stay the fuck away from my dog or something like that, right? And so like, she just takes the dog with them. And I think you know the original ending. Right with yeah. Arnold, yeah, coming out of the helicopter, saying like that would have been awesome. That would have been way better than this. I mean, yeah. it's still sequel baity, but like it works better. It's yeah, no, that that's such a uh, good uh, good sequel bait and yeah. a good ending as well. Yeah, and who doesn't love Arnold? And he needs to be in better things. It's not his fault. Yeah, and I don't know. He wanted to do, have a bigger role if he was going to come back, and like I think this would have been a great story on its own, and then you can have him again, like as a co-lead in the next one yeah but he didn't want to do that so even if it had worked out you ain't getting that ending and um the iron man predator armor is dumb yeah like that's that that's like, too dumb i'm that not was gonna very disappointing because that, that, that hyped you up in that scene no. to like such lengths like what is this yeah. be uh I don't, know, I don't know i didn't think it was going to be an alien but yeah. in the back of my mind like, could it be an alien yeah no that was that was, that was bad was that armor? was bad um but that's uh, that's kind of it the, for the Predator. Major disappointment. Still liked it. I don't know. Hopefully next time we, we come talk about a movie we're looking forward to, it's better. Your Halloween's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's it. I hope so, yeah. I yeah. really do. All right. Uh, we're basically wrapping up right here, but a couple more thoughts from movies from you guys. At Ted Carpley, fuck movies. Okay. All right. Gene, where can people find you? <laughs> You can find me on Gene9892 on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at D-E-W-G-O-Waffles on Twitter. Uh, like, subscribe to the YouTubes and the Waffle Press and the SoundClouds and, the and all that jazz, iTunes. Patreon, go support us there so we can continue expanding our horizons. This, this and cheap. This, this, is, this is not cheap. Uh, we're looking forward to doing some more commentaries, maybe a special kind of different idea we talked about for a little while. You'll hear about it soon. We'll probably start it soon, hopefully. So. I don't know. We got to we got to plan out some stuff with Nick too. Uh, hi, Nick. You're not here, but thank you for calling Pretty me the other day. Today. Miss you. I'll see you in like a week. Uh, so thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We've been professionally unprofessional.